And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Audience, Matt Mosley, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. John showed up from The Athletic, joining us now. John, are you uh, are you eager to break camp? Have you had enough time out there in lovely Southern California? Uh, are you uh, are you kind of g- girding yourself for the uh, hundred and six hundred and seven temperature? I guess you experienced it what for one night. Um, how are your? Where's your? Where are you? Uh, how are your mentals? Let's let's ask it that way. They're not great, to be honest with you. Um, I'm back in Texas. I didn't go back after uh, ah. the team left after the preseason game. Uh, just to go back for a couple of padded practices. Used to have a factor in flight, hotels, yeah. food, and everything. I don't know if it was necessarily worth it. And actually, it ended up working out for me because I ended up getting sick uh, the day after their, their last preseason <laughs> game. So it's kind of weird. I got kind of a cold, which being from Michigan, that usually happens when it's about 40 outside. And uh, so it's fun. It's 108, and then you got one. So, uh, yeah, I'm getting better, though. <laughs> Man, you love it out there, uh, and uh, and 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 all of that. But uh, that was nice to kind of let some other folks participate and 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 get out there. But uh, you had a great run for a couple of weeks out there in Oxnard. I knew something was up. You are the, one of the better, twi- you know, Twitter guys on the beat. Maybe the best at putting all the stuff. And I and I, it was like that. Those fights were occurring. And I was like, where's John in all this? Like, that was my first person when I started hearing about these fights yesterday. I was like, what's Mashota? So this this all makes sense. You were home oh, recovering. I would, I would have been in between Biotish and, and Parsons getting a, uh, getting a selfie for you. Your videos are superb. And uh, the young Yeomans has tried. I've seen him lately. He's kind of <laughs> – other people have tried to mirror you. The young Gelkin. From the Dallas Morning News, it's kind of like he tries to even, I think, watch sometimes. Where's Mashota standing? And he tries to get over there and get your same angle. So, uh, I believe me, I, I see how these things work. Now, one of them did get a decent shot of that Tolbert catch the other day. Now, that was pretty cool. That um, that might have been the Young Yeomans. Over in the – I mean, a ball kind of was, was – I, I can't even remember if Dak or whoever threw it. But the ball comes in there and Tolbert – Goes, I mean, that was a nice-looking catch in traffic. Um, where are you on some of these other receivers? We talked a lot about Cooks and CD, and we know what we expect from Gallup. As they try to fill out that wide receiver room, the fourth and fifth receivers, um, are, the Cowboys seemingly have to feel pretty good about that position. Yeah, so when I went to Oxnard, I did not think that there was anybody that stood out as who would be their number four. I mean, it was clear that it's CD cooks and Gallup. That's your starting trio. And then there's the drop off and let's watch these camp practices and let's watch preseason games. Let's try and figure out who that number four, five, six guys potentially be. And from everything I sought out in Oxnard and then obviously in that first preseason game, like Jalen Tolbert has totally separated himself from that pack. To me, he's the clear number four. Um, on that particular play, you're talking about in the back of the end zone. So that was from Will Greer. But even though Will Greer is the number three quarterback, he's, I mean, there's been a ton of time. Tolbert's been working with the ones and the twos out there. And he just looks a lot better than he did certainly last year at this time. So, no, he's the clear number four. And then that five and six spot, 
again, I didn't really know where that would be going into camp, but now coming out of it, I would say Kevontae Turpin and then the rookie Jalen Brooks are probably separated themselves. So if they're keeping six receivers, I think it would be those six. And then that probably leaves you with like Simi Fajoko, you know, on the outside looking in. And then maybe, you know, like some of the other guys like a Dennis Houston or, or, or a Tyron Johnson. But I can't see them keeping more than six receivers. I think that would be the max. What did you make of uh, Mozzie's performance in that second preseason game? And uh, I guess there was some good, there was some bad. And isn't it interesting to see some of those veterans still out there late in a game, in a preseason game, never, never maybe a great sign for, for some of those players. How are you seeing things kind of start to settle in with that D-line? We know Adigazua does a great job. Um, you know, Hankins, big Hankins, they like kind of seeing him in there anchoring down. Um, where, where, as you, well, you love a good projection too. The fifty-three man projection. I've seen yours. Um, is that is that an area where we might be surprised by by somebody left out, or or, or do you kind of? I mean, what do you kind of have in your mind as they get down to fifty-three? How many of those those big dudes they need to keep uh, of the defensive tackles? Yeah, I think Neville Gallimore and Quentin Bohanna are two guys that I can't see both of them making it, and there's a chance that neither of them are there. And that's kind of surprising just because of where this defensive tackle position had been. It's been kind of a weakness for this team for several years, and now they're in pretty good shape. I think the you know your starters week one will be Osa Digizua and Jonathan Hankins with Mozzie working behind them. And, I mean, Mozzie's been fine. It just, you know, when a guy's taken in the first round, that's the guy that people want, you know, fans want to know, hey, how's he looking? How's the first round pick looking? And they're just, there haven't been a ton of splash plays. And then you watch him in the game on Saturday. And, I mean, he he played okay. But, again, there I mean, he had a couple of plays that there was the one on the run stop where, where he threw a guy out of the way. And, and you could tell that, hey, yeah, there's that strength that everybody talks about, the reason he was number one on Bruce Feldman's freaks list. Like, it, it's there. But, but you know, there's still other parts of his game that just don't expect him to be, you know, Aaron Donald or Dominican Sue as their rookie year. Like, it's going to take him some time to get acclimated there. So there haven't been, like, my time out at camp and watching the preseason game, there haven't been a lot of those big flash plays, you know, with Mozzie Smith. So um, the other thing is with, with that defensive tackle spot, they they try and work Chauncey Golston and that Billy Ami Fahoko, who they drafted in as kind of a DN slash hybrid D tackle. So, It'll be interesting to see how they work with that because this is a deep defensive line group when you consider all the edge rushers they have too. I, I put it this way. If it, if it was like fantasy football I, and I was the Cowboys, I would be trying to trade one of these defensive linemen for mm. an offensive lineman because I think it, one of their greatest strengths is their defensive line depth and then their greatest weakness is probably their offensive line depth. But, you know, it doesn't work that way in the NFL. That There are very rare trades, one for one. Let me get one of your strengths, and, and I'll give you one of my strengths, for, and then we can, you know, fix this whole thing. It won't work that way, but th- that would be the perfect situation for the Cowboys. Do you think ESPN's Todd Archer ever, like, takes a peek at your projections, or do you think he's so prideful in his own projection that he refuses to look it like other people. I don't think he would ever admit it if he looked at your projection. But do you think maybe he takes a peek over there or on those late those, those evenings when you do get to go dine with him, do you all kind of compare notes a little bit? Or is it one of those things where Todd Todd will not uh, – he only looks on his own paper? 
I would say my first few years on the beat, I definitely thought that he didn't look at anybody else's. But now that I've got a chance to be around him a little bit more, I think he's taking some peaks here and there. I mean, and I'm not saying it's not mine. I'm sure he's doing it. The morning news, maybe maybe young Hellman over there at Fox. You know, I think he's, I think he's, you know, you don't, that's the thing. Like, yeah, you want to keep your eyes on your own paper, but you also don't want to be the person that you put out one of these and like you just leave out someone that's real obvious. So even if you're not trying to pull from somebody else, nice to just maybe just look one over and be like oh yeah yeah i don't want to leave that out don't want to leave that out so uh i think he does a little peeking. yeah he maybe looks to see what like robert mays some of his projections over there at the athletic and, and sees what uh, he has now did you did this illness keep you from going to see the great shohei otani as he knocks one out of the park last night now the the Mashota i know would never stay at home with uh, with Shohei, uh, he was slated to be on the mound, but then he had tired. He had his arm was tired, so they took him off the mound. They're skipping his start, but he did play. He was at the plate. Are you telling me you did not go out to the Globe and uh, and check out Shohei Otani? I did not. I'm only going wow. to Shohei games when he pitches. And when I saw he wasn't pitching, I'm like, I can't risk this potentially getting sicker. Um, so no, I missed out on that. Man, this is an illness. I may, I may come check on you. This is not. You're not a guy who usually lets one of these things get to you, John Mashota from the Athletic on the Matt Mosley Show here, ESPN Central Texas. Now, what what would be your biggest concern? Like, is there any area of uh, kicker? Okay, let's just take that off the table. They they for whatever reason always go into these seasons a little shaky at kicker. Um, how are they going to address that? By the way, I mean, is that is that just kind of like you know keep letting this uh, uh, Aubrey? I mean, is there anything? Uh, it just seems odd that when people pick the flaw for the Cowboys right now nationally, you're seeing people say kicker, which I guess is good news, bad news, because it's like you got a lot of things that are going right, but that's one thing that could undermine an entire season. And it, 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 it's, it just seems – there doesn't seem to be much of an excuse for it. I would say kicker is in the conversation, and I get it. I just think with kicker, you can go out and get a veteran if you need to. That Yeah, of course you're not going to have the best kicker in the league, but I think they look at it as we're going to give Aubrey every opportunity to win this job over these next two preseason games. And if he doesn't, then that's where our hand will be forced and we're going to have to go get a, an NFL veteran. And whether that's Robbie Gold or somebody else, there are still people out there. Um, so I don't look at that as, as big of a concern as where I look at the offensive line because of the fact that mm. their starting five, I think, is, 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 is good. You know, if, if that starting five can stay healthy, I don't have really any concerns about that offensive line. I think they'll be in good shape. But when's the last time they've stayed healthy? I mean, Tyron Smith has not played a full season since 2015. So Terrence Steele is coming off a major knee injury. Uh, you know, Zach Martin's coming back from, from his holdout, but, you know, he should be fine. And then you have Biotish and, and then Tyler Smith. So, I mean, it's a good starting five, but the drop-off after that is significant. And if you need one of those other guys to step in and, and play a starting role because you lose one of those starters, I think you're in trouble. I mean, uh, next up at offensive tackle will be Matt Wiletsko at guard. would probably be mm. Josh Ball. And, and there's just a there's a big drop-off there. I, I it would not surprise me if they made a move for a veteran interior offensive lineman uh, when these roster, you know, cutdowns come. Because the reason why that's more of a concern for me because 
coming into camp, it was offensive line depth kicker and then backup running back. Well, the kicker and backup running back, you can find those. Of course, it's not going to be as good as Tony Pollard or a starter running back, but you can find someone that can complement Pollard and Deuce Vaughn if you need to. You can find a veteran kicker that can be solid. There's just not great offensive line depth throughout the league. And I just, when I look at this team, on that two deep, that I mean, you saw it. Those were the starters in that game on Saturday. I don't know how anybody can look at that and not say that's a concern. Well, let's go. That does not inspire a lot of uh, confidence when you throw that name out there. And uh, I mean, no, it's not like anybody's like sitting there with like a Pro Bowl swing tackle. But you would like to have a little better depth. And I think you're right. You might want to address that. What What is Mike McCarthy? Do you sense that in this camp? I mean, this whole play-calling thing has given him a, a bit of a jolt. I mean, I got to say, his news conferences I seemed, there seemed to be a little more juice. There was some fun. seemed to be enjoying himself with the media. I don't know if that will continue as you get into the, uh, the season. But, but do you, do you kind of sense a pep in his step? And, because he sort of made himself – somewhat comfortable with at least the people he has around him. Is this a reinvigorated Mike McCarthy? Are you kind of buying into that? I would say there's maybe a little bit. I don't notice. I My entire time out there, uh, the three weeks I was out in Oxford, I never noticed a major change with Mike. And, I mean, yeah, he's in a good mood right now. The season is about to get started. He's taking over this play calling, obviously more responsibility I wonder how that might change, though, if the offense struggles at all. Like, you know, will he still be the same way or will he be defensive about that? Because, you know, when you're standing up in there, up there and you're taking questions, whether it be on a Monday or, or right after the game on Sunday, about the offense, it's one thing when you're the, you know, walk-around head coach, as Jerry would call it, but it's another when you're the one that's responsible for calling those offensive plays. And this is a pretty good offense that he has to work with. And then, of course, you know, there'll be comparisons to how the offense was the last few years, if it's struggling and things like that. I think that'll be the real, that'll let you really know where he's at is when he's questioned after if things aren't going well, if things are going well, then yeah, he's going to be thrilled. And and it'll be all about, well, let's see what you do in January, because that's what ultimately is going to decide this season. But I, I, just, I know what you're saying, because that's been a big storyline of like, Oh, Mike's, you know, like Brian Schottenheimer's talked about it and stuff like that. And maybe behind the scenes, but from what Mm -hmm. I've seen, I don't notice this major difference. I mean, Mike's probably been like this pretty much at the start of training camp every year uh, outside of this first year in 2020 because that was the COVID year and we didn't even go to uh, California. So I don't notice a major difference myself. Well, uh, John Machota calling that a bogus storyline, and uh, I I, uh, I appreciate that. I, that, a that uh, overrated, I'll be honest. Yeah, a little overrated. Mosley, go back to the drawing board, come back with something <laughs> a little more pertinent. I kind of appreciate that. It, it will be kind of fun to, to look at Kellen versus Mike this year, won't it? I mean, we, we'll have to do that. Hey, how's Kellen doing? What's Kellen up to? How's Herbert doing? How's Dak doing under Mike? I mean, you can't help but kind of watch the two teams and kind of and, and kind of think in that uh, in that respect. Oh, by the way, yeah, Zeke. That, and when that happens, when that happens, you'll be tweeting things about how like, oh, it looks, it looks like Kellen Moore is running the cool plays. <laughs> that's right. Oh man, that's that uh, some joke I had on Twitter uh, a while back that involved. Uh, Amari, I think when he when he came over. Now let me ask you this: <laughs> and, and, 
<laughs> Did I say Kellen by name? You didn't. You didn't say it by name, but you said that they asked Amari about running any of the cool plays that they, that they have from his day with the Raiders. So. <laughs> and those things, they made it was like they made you and Hellman and others laugh, but it it also made people like Archer crazy because when I do those jokes, play, people would take it seriously and run with it like across the country, like it was a that real was thing. Storyline. <laughs> It was a major storyline for a week that they, that the Cowboys essentially asked Amari Cooper if he could carry any of the cool plays that he ran with the Raiders because they were struggling on offense. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, there, there was one I did one night about Jerry on draft day, and that one took off as well. And I think you liked that one too, but it was just it, it people see it's the thing. Even when you try to just make outlandish jokes about the Cowboys, people can believe it. And I think that one was Jerry had asked the scouting department not to bother him on draft night. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. I, but hey, to be fair, to be fair, um, it is kind of funny because just my time, you know, covering other sports and then coming to Dallas, like. If I never had been here and I didn't know anything about the Dallas Cowboys, I would think you were joking if you told me that in the middle of the game he, that the, that Jerry had gone down to the sidelines and been like, hey, Jason, we need to get Tony out of the game, like where all the cameras around and everything. Like, I was like, no way, that would never happen. That, I mean, so there is, there is something about the Cowboys that it just allows a lot more things to be believable. Yeah, and there's still enough people out there that somehow think I'm – you know, I, I, I would not no, – most people that know me know that I would joke. But anyway, people don't – like Bleacher Report just, I mean, went with that big time. Hey, are you uh, are you ready to see Zeke in a Patriots uniform? Won't that be – won't that be uh, uh, interesting to uh, – and, and, in fact, uh, Belichick talked to Stephen Jones about it. But uh, that, that I was glad to see him get involved uh, and be on a team – but, boy, that's got to be uh, love him or hate him for Cowboys fans. And he was a great player for the Cowboys. But that what a weird sight that will be. It will. And I don't know that there will be enough time that goes by between when, the, you know, his first few games there and then when he comes to AT&T Stadium. It's just going to seem so weird to see him in another team's uniform, not wearing 21. Uh, I mean, I'm happy for him because I think that's a good spot for him. And I think mm-hmm. that – you know, I think he's got a look, he's got something left in the tank. It's not like he's this old, used-up running back. He's just not, you know, $15 million a year, the guy that he was in, like, 2016, 2017. But I, he can certainly help a team. I mean, I said the entire time that if he had had his career with the Jets and was available this offseason, especially for, you know, a couple million dollars, I, I felt like he would be a decent fit for this Cowboys team. Um, but because of the way everything ended and – that moving on and going with Pollard as a lead guy didn't make any sense. But, like, I still think Zeke's got something to contribute. And I, uh, I'm interested to see. He seems motivated. I saw he posted on social media that he got his hair cut and it's back to the way he was as a rookie. So, I don't know. Maybe he's uh, – he has to be very motivated. Let's put it that way. All right. And could you – you're a big Florida State fan. Uh, the Seminoles – blocking poor Stanford and Cal, they need a conference. Florida State desperately trying to get out of the ACC, yet voting to not let these poor folks in. It's not going to take any money out of the pockets of the Seminoles who are looking for more money, 
a bigger cut along with Clemson, but Clemson has not been as public with their disdain of the TV deal that the ACC has. Um, I like, I mean, Cal Berkeley and Stanford, I would love having them in my conference because it's like they're really smart, like intellectuals. Like there's nothing, they're not going to like take stuff away from. So I love that storyline, Florida State desperately trying to find a way out, but blocking anybody that's trying to get in while trying to get out. Um, That's interesting. Will Florida State be out of that conference like by the start of 2025? It seems like that's going to be tough. I hope they are, but I'm now because I'm only a Florida State football fan. I'm not a fan of, you know, any of the other sports programs or the university. I didn't go there. I've just always been a Florida State football fan, and I just don't see a way that as we go forward in college football that you can compete on the highest level if you aren't, you know, getting that top dollar because, you know, as you've seen, it's it's an arms race in college football. You know, I mean, just in your time, you know, around Baylor when Baylor's football team you know, start getting better. Uh, everything around it gets better. The facilities get better, new stadiums, all that stuff. Like, and it's like, you're just constantly competing. It's never enough because someone else is always going to be doing more. And so for me, I mean, I would love to see Florida state get in the sec. Of course it'd be tougher competition, but that's where all the money's at. But yeah, I don't like the idea of them trying to tell other teams that they can't get in the ACC. I mean, who are you to say that? So uh, I hope that they're out of the ACC by then just because of the money. But I, I have my doubts. It seems like it's going to be tough for them to, them to get out of that TV contract they have right now. John, great stuff. Good information. Feel better, okay? And um, if all else fails, go get you one of those Z-Packs. Uh, start it with a steroid shot uh, in the rump. That's what I always start mine uh, with. And that gets you off to a good start. And then the Z-Pack takes hold. Uh, and then you'll you'll be okay. But don't let this thing linger too long, okay? You got to get your game face on and, and get ready to roll. I'll be ready. I like I appreciate the advice too. I'm I'm I might yeah. consider that. The last thing you need is Sod to settle in on this beat and think that he owns it, all right? <laughs> yeah, okay. no, no, no. We're not gonna let that happen. Okay. Sod uh, tremendous. He's, he's a good guy though. Everybody that you know, if if you're not already subscribed to the athletic Definitely do that. We got Saad Yusuf's joining the Cowboys coverage, and uh, we're both going to be at every game, home and away, this year. Uh, so a lot of good coverage coming your way from the Athletics. So if you're not subscribing, please do. Boy, I love that. A um, little uh, plug there for you and Saad, yeah. and uh, that's a, uh, it's a very good value. Although the only thing that bugs me about the Athletic, I love reading it. Uh, I like following you. That all those promoted stories on on X, which is now Twitter, confuses me. Like I, okay. I'm always like, oh, this looks interesting, and then you got to look down there, and it'll say promote uh, promoted. You know what I'm talking about? And yeah. it's like it's an old story that they're kind of promoting. I don't like yeah. that to end up in my timeline. So if you would, if you would let somebody know that, yeah, I, no, I'd. I'm- about that we're gonna get that out of your timeline (laughs) okay john appreciate you all right man have a good weekend all right there he goes to uh as he continues to convalesce and try to get his uh get his uh uh get this whatever he has under control 
He's a young man. I think he'll bounce back from this thing, but it has lingered to the point where he did not go see Shohei Otani, and he's a guy that loves live sporting events. Most